You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. Dallas Tomida has been the front man for the seven-piece Fat Freddy's drop for more than 20 years. During the pandemic, though, the band was unable to tour and Dallas hit a new phase of personal creativity. The self-proclaimed introvert had nothing to do but write and create and began working on brand new solo music. Stormy is his new single that was released yesterday and it takes Dallas into a brand new world of sounds and spaces. Have a listen to this. Oh, that voice is amazing, isn't it? That's so good. That is Stormy, released yesterday by Dallas Tamaida. And Dallas is with us. Kia ora. Good morning. Good morning. Good it's morning. Great, good morning. Great to be chatting with you. And congratulations. How is it to be putting out solo music? Oh, it just, it just uh, feels great. feels really good. Uh, it's been a long time. I think my last solo release was around... 99, 1999. <laughs> There's like before, <laughs> the, before the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> before the internet. Totally before the internet. I'm just that, so I'm going to stick with that. No, it was uh, it was a time of CDs. Eh? It was a time of music in your hands and you go to the shop. You go into the shop. Yeah. And then you have a look at the, the CDs and, and, yeah, and, you, and then you buy it and take it home and put it in your CD player. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But it, it feels really good, man. Like this is, you know, it's a whole new world out here now. So uh, I think my solo project actually initially was just, I just wanted to do it so that I could um, kind of learn a lot about what's happening in the music industry now, um, especially with things like streaming. Yeah. Um, you know, that was something I felt like I had a lack of knowledge there. Although, you know, Fat Freddy's, um, you know, we, we've got a huge following and, you know, plenty of streams and on yeah. most of the platforms, uh, a lot of that stuff just kind of like bypasses me as the lead singer. Right. Uh, although we are, we're shareholders in the band. Um, yeah, I just felt like I really wanted to learn more about that kind of stuff and doing this project myself initially, uh, as an independent label, my own label. You know, just just learning so much about that stuff has been really rewarding, and it's interesting, and, eh? Because really I, I I had thought that when I said, "Oh, why do you want to do this?" You'd just say, "Oh, it was just a kind of creative thing," and I just thought I would try it out. But it's it's quite interesting to hear you talk about the the business side of things a little bit as well as an opportunity to maybe to to maybe yeah. learn a bit more. Although I hate to break That's it to right. you, I, I don't know much about streaming, but the one thing that I do know about <laughs> streaming is, as an artist, it's extremely difficult to make any money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, the margins are very small, and there's lots of people. Uh, you know that the money siphons down through so many different places. Um, but you know the numbers are quite interesting. I find that that whole side of things really interesting. The numbers are. I mean, you can watch people listening to your songs live. So you know, yeah, I, I think that kind of technology side of things and 
being able to actually see and track how many people have actually listened to your tracks is really interesting. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of all works out. Um, it's got such a massive market and gets out to so many people all around the world. You know, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's the beautiful thing of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, just getting your song out into the world, it's just so much easier these days. Because I, uh, you started working on the EP, which is coming out at the start of November, I think. Eh? Um, yeah. You, you started working on that during lockdown, right? Which I think for a lot of people was a, you know, was a bit of an inflection point. It was a, an yeah. opportunity to kind of assess the things that were important in life and all that kind of thing. So, so tell us yeah. about your lockdown period and that and that decision to try a bit of solo stuff. Well, there was, you know, we'd I, I'd just kind of come back from a cancelled tour. So we landed in Germany with Fat Freddy's. Everything was kind of yeah. like up in the air with COVID. It was like a rumour. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't real. And then one show into our tour, uh, it got cancelled. The whole lot got cancelled. And then we had to catch planes back home. And so for me, um, the, you know, the, one of the one of the impacts of not doing that tour was that the fans didn't get to hear us play, so I just started mucking about at home, just making um, music with my loop pedal, yeah. which means basically just me recreating a song but playing all the parts myself. And then from there, that process was really enjoyable, and I just continued all the way through COVID, and it was a really creative time for me. You know, the co-papa of my family was. You know, we really need to try and stay healthy in this time. It's a small space. Um, you know, we don't want to, you know, we want to have a healthy bodies and healthy attitudes and, you know, so that we can continue to live in this space uh, comfortably. And just a little bit of extra effort that we put into that stuff really changed a lot about our family dynamic. I felt like, you know, the, even though we were locked inside, it didn't feel like such a small place. I was being creative and, um, you know, the boys were still communicating to their friends online, playing video games. And, and so these things here, that's the stuff that I pretty much wrote about, you know, artists write about what they see. So, and I just ended up with so much material at the end of it. Um, that did yeah, the EP was just kind of like a no brainer. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like a. It sounds like it was a uh, maybe an unexpectedly nourishing yeah. period for you. Yeah, definitely. That, that's that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. And to be honest, when the world got back to, you know, it was amazing that, you know, I, I mean, we're touring overseas now, and things really do feel like it's back to normal over there. I mean, people catch COVID, but it's you know yeah. the. the you know, everybody's had their boosters and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it feels like the world's gotten back to normal, but also just that pace of life has gotten come right back in. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just picked up again, eh? Like, yeah, like almost picked overnight. Up again. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, we've got tours booked out. We'll, we'll, you know, we've we'll booked <laughs> yeah. all through next year and I've got my solo thing and we've got this thing and yeah. my partner's still working full time, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah, we, we, we're back at it. Yeah. Yeah. How, how does the Fat Freddy's life work? Because it, it's always struck me that, like you mentioned Germany before, like yeah. on, on, on many occasions I've been overseas, like sitting in a cafe or in an Uber or something, and I've heard Fat Freddy's. And it's always struck me, especially in Europe, that, um, 
you know the the, the group has this kind of yeah. this outsized really substantial following and so it must be must be kind of interesting to you know go from one part of the world where of course you know the the group's kind of iconic but then you go to this completely different part of the world where people don't even necessarily speak the same language and you're just as big yeah yeah it's um i don't know it's hard it's hard to talk about you kind of have to be there to see it and um so when we t you know we do headline shows in berlin now for two and and we get over twelve thousand people come to see our shows there so you know there's a headline show we um we do the same thing in london we do uh alice uh alexander palace which is um like a 10 to twelve thousand capacity venue and we do that or we do you know if we don't do that we do two nights um you know to five thousand yeah. i mean i'm just i'm just talking numbers here but um you know there's things that happen now in places like berlin or oh, actually where did it happen the other day it was really interesting um frankfurt yeah right. some dude just rolling out of the underground he, and he stopped me on the side of the street because he recognized who i was so yeah you know, that was that's really interesting yeah but um yeah you're right people don't speak the same language you know we turn up to italy and we play like um you know really amazing shows there uh three or four nights in a row with five thousand people each night and they don't really speak english there you know that's yeah. one of the yeah uh, unlike germany yeah. where everyone speaks it as well yeah, yeah, yeah germany yeah. places like germany and the netherlands and all through scandinavia which is where we go now as well mm. to switzerland this um to zurich this year mm. uh but you know places like italy and possibly even france i say um but they sing along to the songs uh now yeah they all know the songs and um they just all really enjoy the show and the, the flow of the show has kind of been the same now for three or four years in terms of how we put put it together um and so you know people are right in there for the ride and they've been before and they've brought their friends and yeah um there's mixed there's a mixed audience in terms of ages um young and old um yeah it's just like a you know i mean you you, you realize that it sounds like you're just like living the dream right like, <laughs> like like it just sounds so good like oh what's oh, your job oh my job is to like be creative with my mates to chase summer around the world so like have <laughs> summer in aotearoa and then go to europe and have summer up there where oh, everyone yeah. regardless of their age and background thinks we're amazing <laughs> yeah. it, no, it, it's surely it's not time. as good as it sounds it's terrible time <laughs> um is it like the creative thing is it how how was it kind of switching between Fat Freddy stuff and your solo stuff? Did, was that a big shift for you or did it kind of come naturally? It, it happened really naturally. I think we had a good little block of time there that I could do my stuff. Um, and the band's just been really supportive. You know, I'm um, promoting, my sol promoting my solo stuff through all the, uh, the Freddy's um, socials. Yeah. Um, and I recorded it in our... Um, our studio yeah right with you know with our equipment and with uh our producer uh dj moo producing it and, or helping to produce yeah um engineer and mix it so you know it, it was important for me to to keep it in wellington um for it to feel like still feel like a family project it was still really important to me 
Um, and yeah, the the two. I mean, it's a little bit difficult. I won't lie. Like, I'm, I'm only because I'm such. Uh, I, I, I'm the just the type of person that likes to focus on one thing at a time. <laughs> so it's actually taken me. I mean, I've always thought about doing my coming back to my solo project, but Freddie's has taken up so much of my time, and I really love it. Yeah, and um, just really just on that Freddie train. Um, so it has been a little bit difficult, but um, yeah, it's just it's mm. it's all working beautifully together, and I think yeah, I think part of the solution was to bring it home to Freddie's and to make sure that they were a part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. To have that kind of involvement, eh? Yeah. <clears throat> hey, yeah. um, l- last question and then I'll, I'll let you go. But as someone who, who has worked in broadcasting for a long time, I'm always acutely aware of people's voices. And it's interesting sometimes when you talk to people whose singing voice, we know really well. And sometimes it differs quite a bit from their speaking voice. But your voice, just so you know, is amazing. So if you ever, um, if you ever want to be a broadcaster, that could be Thank that you, could be a future for you. Do you, do you? Is there a routine? Are you one of these people who agonises over the right kind of herbal tea and um, all sorts of things to to nurture it? Are you still? Are you are you smoking thirty cigarettes a day? I don't know what it, what it is. It's beautiful and rich. I, I'm just. Um, what am I doing? I do take care of my voice when I'm on the road, but I mean, I'm a dad. Yeah. And I, I've just kind of like, I've just come back from a basketball tournament watching my boy <laughs> screaming my lungs out. Yeah. Screaming my lungs out. I actually just had to just stop myself there for, for a second. Just go, oh, calm down, bro. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe just project a little bit more. <laughs> project while you're screaming. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm pretty much when I'm when I'm touring, it's a uh, lot to sleep and um, heaps of liquids and yeah. stuff like that. So definitely take care of it when I'm yeah. touring. But yeah, when I, when I'm at home, we'll just not do it nothing. Is what it is. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. Congratulations no worries, on Stormy, and, and we can't wait for levels. That's going to be fantastic. I know so many Kiwi music fans will be delighted oh, to know that's you, coming man. out soon. So thank, congratulations thank you for having me, bro. Cheers. It's so good to talk. That is Dallas Tamida. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9 a.m. Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.